It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. It is Thursday. You know what that means. It's Thursdays with the Maestro. He's the VP of this great property, along with the Golden Gate and the D here in downtown Vegas. It's Mike Palm. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Hey, Mike. Good morning, Fall River, Massachusetts, our loyal Nesson family that's watching. Crown Point, Indiana, Peekaboo Marquee, we see you. Sudbury, Ontario, everyone watching on Roger Sportsnet, O Canada. Wilkinsburg, Pennsylvania, in the Pittsburgh area, watching on Sportsnet, former AT&T. And Pomona, California, another sunrise over Spectrum. It's great to have Welcome. you in studio. Oh, thank you. We're going to have no hyperbole coming up in 15 minutes. For years, we've been saying it should be uh, Emmy-nominated or Emmy-winning, the segment. But a, a little birdie told me, you think the pizza shop now is the best segment that we do here? Oh, I don't think so. I, I, <laughs> I, I, really, I really don't think so at all. <laughs> oh, uh, not at all. I, I don't know if I've seen it. I see tweets about it. Oh, it's very well done. Um, I guess. At some point, I'll have to watch it. <laughs> it's worth uh, your time. Do, do you know? Do you concur? Had its, had its flash in the pan, too. Uh, a lot of new segments, so that's all great. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, all, it's great. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's great. Yeah. They all come and they go. Yeah. Uh, very cheery today. Yeah. I am. <laughs> unlike the Circus Sportsbook menu, a lot of creativity on this show. Very much <laughs> unlike. Uh, Nigel was terrific. It's oh, nice. there nice. we go. There's I was, I was watching him as I shaved this morning. He was he was great. Uh, and interesting about the guy that's a very good soccer better who said he never makes a bet until November 5th. Yeah. Right? Uh, you that's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I... Ups the sizes of the bets. Yeah. Come November. And to his points, right? You expect bad weather at that point. You're going to know more about these clubs. So uh, far, it's been very hard to bet unders. I've stayed away from it. So we'll okay. have to see. I'm on the, I'll give it another weekend, though. I'm not diving in yet. Yeah, right. No I, kidding. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's outrageous. Well, the added well, the time. Added time. Oh. Come on now. Yep. Take you out. Nonsense. So 10 minutes, I got to fade here. <laughs> Let me ask Both you this. Halves. I brought Paulie in a huge bag of candy today. We had zero trick-or-treaters. Uh, did you notice you took the kids out on, on Tuesday night here? Um, as many people in previous years, or are people not cutting back after the pandemic and just like they don't want to take their kids out anymore? Did you notice anything like that? Well, what we do is there's fewer and fewer houses there. When I grew up, every house gave out candy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my father, I don't know if I mentioned this, maybe last year when I did the show with you on Halloween, uh, you know, my father was very opinionated about the age limit. He would not give candy to anybody that was 13 or older. Good for him. Yeah. They were stealing. The teenagers are stealing. It's not for them. Thir 13 
uh, you know, then you got to really wait till 30 to celebrate, you know, at your office parties or whatever. But stop stealing from the kids. Very few houses do it, especially in our neighborhood. So what we do is we go to to Green Valley to the district. Okay. And all those businesses hand out candy and a lot of the radio stations are there. So okay. we get there early. We make that round 530 to 630, get back home by seven. And then we usually go for about 90 minutes. We found a street that was probably... Oh, close to a mile from our house, but it, it was a gold mine. It was packed. The, the okay, houses good. were all decorated almost like Christmas, and they had scenes in the yard, photo ops for the kids. But, I mean, one house we went to early, the guy said, let people know we're open. You know, it started at 6. We probably got there 7.15. He said we were the third group to be there. It's just there's not as many people out. I think it, at some point it's pandemic. I think at another point it's just an age we live in with safety. And what we saw more than anything of the people that were trick-or-treating, it's people driving their kids somewhere, parking, and doing then, two blocks. They hop back uh, in the car and drive somewhere. Sure. We went the whole way. Of course, I had the wagon uh, with the kids that I was yeah. pushing them a lot of the way. Okay, so I've been calling can I ju- you. Can I jump in? Huh? How can. much did you see? It seems there was an abundance of take two and people not even answering, oh, not the, answering door. the door. Like, here's the bucket, take two and move on. Which, who's going to, not an honor system, but come on. These kids, I mean, you're going to take, oh, I can have oh, 10 kids. People were pissed because on the ring, of they course. caught people stealing the whole thing. Well, what I do you think is going to happen? I saw That's the right. video. The parents stealing the neighbor's candy. I saw that too. With the kids with them. Yeah, they should go right. right to jail. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I don't know. In our house, when I grew up, you rang the doorbell, and the person inside opened the door and handed the candy. And they were Here, usually dressed up. Yes. Uh-huh. Here, I've seen a lot of people, they set up shop in their driveways. Outside in there, one per- people had like a campfire out there to stay warm, this couple. Uh, and they had, of course, the whole house decorated out. But the garage door is open. It's so, I get frustrated because if people have their light on above their porch and you ring the doorbell and nobody answers, well, turn right. your light off. Yes, that's exactly. right. It's Halloween. That's, that's the right. signal. Yep. That's if you're, you're not exactly giving right. out candy, you turn your light off. You were raised right. I was raised right. Yeah, and Ronnie Paul. It was Paul a different knew. era. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a totally different yes, era. I think the maestro fits you so yeah. well. This goes back to the co- the active content yeah. management, yeah. right? And how you're yeah. always Bob like dictating Cobb. what's going to be on <laughs> the Bob Cobb stuff. <laughs> yeah. Come on, as, as a future Halloween oh. costume. Oh, yeah. Wow, look the, at that. Mike Palm as the maestro. Youthful. I think I could do it. I think you could pull that off. I could pull it. I need tails. I need tails and a wand. You need but tails, I, I think yeah. I, sure. Yeah. I think I could pull it off. Yeah, it's terrific. <laughs> okay, we're walking through the, the casino in Waukegan. Somebody yells, "Maestro!" I, I, right. I, yeah. love, it. I love it. I love it. Oh, boy, um, boy, I did not know you had you had some issues with your East Coast trip as well. Like when I, I mean, I didn't hear the story until we were having breakfast with that listener. But you were. Well, that was in 2001, Paul, when I went there. Oh, I thought I that went, was just the last no, one. Okay, I no, when I went there to, to play poker at Foxwoods, and it, it was the worst time in the world because it was, it was uh, Yankees and Diamondback World Series, and every single person in that poker room either was a diehard Yankees fan or was a Red Sox fan who was pulling for the Diamondbacks against the Yankees. So, I mean, no, you couldn't play yeah. poker during the World Series. Everybody was focused on the games, yeah. unlike this year. Uh, Did the no World Series, when's it start? Can no you let kidding. me know? Did you I guys? Got, I got to admit, I don't know that I watched. If you count an inning as you watched every pitch of both half innings, I don't think I watched nine innings of the whole thing. Is that- well, I didn't watch on Halloween. I was out trick or treating. Yeah. I watched two innings last night, because, only because he had a no hitter through five, so I turned it on. I saw it on my phone. Yes, right. I watched uh, you know a good part of the first game and the first four innings of the second game. That's about it. So we asked you about the handle last week and yeah. how low yeah. was it lower than you thought, or yeah. was it were, were, it, right was, or- it was a little lower than I thought. Really. And yeah. what are you going to do? Nothing I mean, you can. There's right? nothing you will. You see, Manfred talked about they might recede, recede next well, year. No kidding. And, and then it's a no-brainer. The players' union is pushing um, is pushing for to eliminate the five-game series in the second round. They want seven-seven. Oh, I'm wow. good with that. Yeah, because they said I'm good with that. Well, the whole thing Take with the, the players' randomness. union is they want teams to try to win their division and spend more money. Oh yeah. The more teams you get in, the less teams will spend money down the stretch. Yes. And it hurts good the point. players. Yeah. It was an interesting yeah. dialogue. Yeah. Okay, so for Circa Survivor this week, we're down to mm-hmm. what? Right around 1,200 people. Almost exactly 1,201. Okay. So how about how about the every week two or three no picks now? I know it's still, but the, the value of the ticket is seventy five hundred now seventy seven hundred and every week two to two or three. Yeah, sell it. Do uh, okay. So <laughs> sell it for twenty five thousand. Like Derek said, though, even if you're a local, you got to get a, a, a proxy. proxy. Mm-hmm. Stuff the, happens. The quarterbacks we have yeah. that are going to be playing this week. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not good. It's a tricky week. Yeah. So where do you think most of the entries will land this week? Will it be on PJ Walker and the Browns <laughs> against Clayton Toon and the Cardinals? The Falcons against the Vikings because of uh, Jaron Hall starting. 
Saints against the Bears? Other? What's really interesting is because I always go to the availability chart. It's almost equal. 1,200 entries, and they all have like 1,150 available. So almost everybody has those three teams to make a choice between. Uh, it's, to me, the key number will be Atlanta. How many people will use Atlanta at home with Heineke uh, against mm-hmm. Minnesota? Because that's a sneaky pick. That might be the most popular pick. I would have said going into last week, people were going to play the Quinella of fading Arizona two weeks in a row. Go Baltimore and then come back with Cleveland this week at home against Arizona. But now with Cousins getting hurt, it changes the whole dynamic of everything. And so I think, I mean, there's 1,200 picks. Uh, at least 1,000 of them will be between those three teams. That's fair. Maybe, maybe 1,050. Yeah, here's right, the thing. Right. And I know I, I've already had a big back and forth with the people that I have left on the one ticket that I'm remaining in uh-huh. here. And so the early feedback was on Atlanta because of the Cousins injury. I still think the Vikings are, I mean, they're a pretty good team. I know the Hall thing comes into play here. I, if Clayton Toon beats me, I'm not going to lose a minute's sleep over that. Yeah, I would be on the Browns this week. I mean, the Browns mm-hmm. are a, a walker interception with two minutes to go away from coming back in that game in Seattle. You know, Seattle went touchdown, touchdown, field goal, and then nothing, nothing. until the pick with two minutes to go. Yep. The whole rest of the game, they punted or turned the ball over every drive. Still a great defense if they can get any See, kind of quarterback play. That's the thing. I think Seattle <laughs> could be elite, but every time I watch them play, which is every single week, yeah. I'm like, Geno Smith, man, he's just not it. At, well, s- at some point, he's going to make that throw. You're like, Geno, come on, man. If they do elite. anything in the red zone against Cincinnati, they win that game, and then yeah. we go Cincinnati, go out and just dominate, actually yeah. dominate San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. You hit on it, though. The, the no picks every week. How about how many teams are being used? That blows it's, my mind. It was 18 again. I, 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 I You see like 18, 19 every week. That, that's staggering how many guys are, are being used. It's amazing because I would think it would be six or eight at this point. You, you're right. And it's double you're right. that. You're right. It's double yeah. that. Do you have the number of how many people have all 10 left? No, I don't. Okay. I think I'll we're at that. seven. Yeah, it was seven going like into that. last week. Okay. I, uh, I do want to say this about the millions. And there's, this is the last week of quarter two. Yeah. Right. Five guys at 17 and three, or five entries, I should say. Four at 16, three and one. But how about the, the entry winning at the bottom? The top person is 28, eight and four. How about eight and 32 for the booby? Oh, my God. 80%. Wow. They're hitting at 80% losers Good so far. Yeah. Through 40 picks. That's, that's amazing. That's absolutely astounding to me. Any, Constantini on, is, the, is the name of the entry. And anybody on their tail? I think he's got a he's got a two and a half game two and a half point lead right now at this oh, point. Oh man! So, can you pick losers at an eighty percent clip for an entire year? And you probably didn't mean it at least the first week. I would think right? so, right? At some point, when no. you make that decision to pivot and go try to pick the losers instead, that's equally as hard. I think people should be watching this guy's picks more than no anybody kid. else. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. To, to go the opposite way. For yeah, your that's winners. right. It's astounding. Oh wow. Um. I'll tell you what, though, based on what you just said, how like 1,150 of all, th- if we have like Armageddon this week and two out of those three teams were to lose. We'll be down to f- less than 400, yeah. I would assume. I would say, right? Well, if it doesn't Probably. happen, if we don't have Armageddon, it's a big chop. I mean, uh, what you said earlier. Could I, be I, in the 80s. I won't quarrel with that yeah. assessment. Yeah. No way. <laughs> no hyperbole is up next. The Maestro's five biggest gaps of the previous week and the latest miracle at MetLife is on the list. What a doozy this was. That's coming up next. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. College basketball about to tip off. Now's your time to get your copy of our annual betting guide, Matt Ullman's Top 25 Rankings. Every conference previewed futures and season-long prop bets. The only way to get it, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $120. Get access to everything we do until May 1st. All college basketball season-long March Madness and beyond for $120. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Here we go. No bias. You will respect my authority. No pulled punches. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum. All right, in honor of Bobby Knight, we'll do a final four this week. Number four. Oh, nice. When halftime isn't halftime. Let's begin in Berkeley, California. (laughs) where Alex Grinch authored yet another defensive masterpiece, giving up 527 yards to Cal. The first half ended, or so we thought, with a 29-yard pass from Caleb Williams to Luke McCree as time expired. Cal led 28-17 as 10-point home dogs as the teams headed to the locker room. As the teams returned to the field to start the second half, the officials conferred and determined there was time left at the end of the first half. If you're watching this on TV, take a look at this. With one second left, McCree is still upright. When he hits the ground, the clock had already been at double zeros. I don't know how they put a second back on the clock here. Absolutely ludicrous. Well, ball don't lie. Dennis Lynch came out and missed a 33-yard field goal. USC did rally to win 50-49 to to keep their national title hopes alive, according to JVT. But here's the bigger point. When can we grade halftime bets? After they snapped the ball for the first play of the third quarter? That's ludicrous. Yep. How about if that made a difference to the total or to the side? Everything would have been graded already. All right, number three. Let's stay in the Pac-12. Overeager Beavers. Now, I was taking a close watch of this game because I took the home dog plus three in Arizona and also played him on a money line parlay with Arizona State. First leg already in. We're in Tucson, where number 11 Arizona State is taking on the uni- Oregon State is taking on the University of Arizona. Let's fast forward to five minutes remaining in the first half. Oregon State trails Arizona 10 to seven and faces fourth and two from the Arizona 12 yard line. They snap the ball. The holder flips the ball to the to the kicker, and he tries to run off tackle to the left side. But wait, whistles are blowing. Delay of game. They didn't get the snap off in time. Five-yard penalty back to the 17, and then Oregon State kicker Atticus Sappington drills the field goal to tie the game 10-10. After an Arizona interception, Oregon drove the ball down to the Arizona 18-yard line with three seconds remaining in the half. All right? Now, what was Jonathan Smith, Oregon State head coach, thinking at this point? Let's fool them with the same trick play that we tried to run last time. They'll never think it possible we do it twice. Well, that's exactly what they did with three seconds to go. Snap, holder flips it to little Atticus Sappington, who tries to weave his way through six Oregon State defenders and get 15 yards for a touchdown. Eventually, he's tackled at the seven-yard line, and the half ends. A wasted opportunity to not only take the lead at halftime, but cover the point-and-a-half spread in the first half. 
Questionable decision by who I think is a good coach, mm-hmm. Jonathan Smith. All right, number two. Give us your tired, your poor, your regular season eighth place teams. In a stunning move by the NCAA, the NIT is changing its whole format. No longer allowing regular season champions that get upset in their conference tournament and not invited as at-large bids to the NCAA tournament to have automatic bids in the NIT. And why is this? Well, Dan Gavitt of the NCAA says, because of the perceived threat of the new Fox tournament that's supposed to start in 2025. Fox, who already has television deals with the Big East, the Big Ten, and the Big 12, is purportedly putting on a 16-team tournament of the highest finishers in those conferences that don't get into the NCAA double tournament. In anticipation of the new competition from the Fox 16, as we put it, the NIT has squashed the dreams of small conference and mid-conference teams who work hard all year only to get upset in their regular season tournaments. Who cares that North Texas won the NIT last year? I like to see a 34-6 UNC Wilmington taking on a Power 5 team. Do we really want to see 8th and 9th and 10th place Power 6 teams playing each other in an NIT? They have ruined the tournament by taking it out of Madison Square Garden. Uh This is probably the final nail in the coffin. For more, our friend Adam Hill wrote a great column in the RJ about this this week. And number one, the miracle at MetLife. I cannot believe the final two minutes of this game between (laughs) the Jets and the Giants on Sunday. Again, I had the Giants minus three in this spot. But if you had no bet on this game, it was something to watch, like an accident on the side of the road. Terod Taylor goes out with an injury again. Here comes Tommy DeVito. Francesa had a great rant on this. How can you have a guy on your roster who, who cannot attempt to throw a ball to a wide receiver? To keep a guy on your roster. DeVito attempted one pass. One pass leading up until overtime, where he completed two passes to Barkley. All right, Kayvon Thibodeau sacks Wilson at the Jets 25 on fourth down with a minute 26 to go, and they're celebrating all over the Giants' sideline. The Jets still have two timeouts left. So the Giants could run the clock down to 30 seconds if they don't get a first down. Any type of first down ends the game. Any type. First down. Barkley off tackle left. He could have run to the end zone. He slides down after eight yards. Why did he go? go did you watch this? I'm I watching the game. He oh, slipped I forgot down about that. I forgot. He could have run to the first down and knelt. The game's over. They don't have enough timeouts. He slides down. On second down, he only gains a yard. On third down, he gains a yard. Now we take the clock down to 20, 26 seconds and call the timeout. Fourth and one. Gano has already missed wildly bad on a rainy, wet, windy field. What does Dabo do? Tries another field goal. There's more chance it gets blocked than he makes that field goal. Of course, he misses it again. But even at this point, how do you let Zach Wilson go 70 yards? I said this in the the game with the Eagles. Why wouldn't you punt to Zach Wilson? How's he going to go 70 yards in a minute with no timeouts? Well, he went 60 yards in two plays. And the key here is Thibodeau goes offside on the first pass, so the clock stops. If they have to down the ball, all they have left is a Hail Mary. But no. Then he hits Lazar. Zerloin makes the big field goal. Now, if I'm the Giants, I would have kicked off in overtime. Yep. Why do you want the ball with DeVito on your own 25? Then they get a holding penalty. It's second and 20. They throw two passes to the flat. That's the best they can do. And they give the ball back to Wilson. Zerloin nails it again. And somehow, Dable takes a win into a loss. Absolutely stunning. I'll give you another one, Mike. Great job. They allow the center to place the ball. You notice that for sure because yeah. you're a rules guy. Yeah, the umpire touches it. He touched which it, is, yeah. It was technically what yeah. they have to do. He they were all over. Yeah. as well. It was a big deal because they, they were all over Boomer Esiason because yeah. in, in New York, they're like, Boomer, that's yeah. not what happened. Yeah. But you did see him come over. But, but uh, yeah, that was... They executed it perfectly, though. They How about, did. Remember when Dallas tried to that's do this right. a couple years ago? Run up the middle and, oh, had, yeah, of and course. could not get it That there. was a playoff game. Yeah. That was the, the wild yep. card game yes. that they lost at home to San Francisco two years 14 ago. 14 seconds on the yeah. clock. That's what we're going to do. He runs a snake and thinks huh? we're going to be able to spike the ball. No. Excellent job. I, I couldn't yeah. believe what I was watching. It's second and 20, and you're backed up, and you're not even trying. No. He's yeah. throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> yes. It's third and 20. He does it again. <laughs> it's like bad. you're not even trying. They should have kicked off. Yeah, they yeah. should have yeah. declined the ball. Yes. Yeah. First time yeah. ever. Yeah. Those are those are laterals that he's yeah, throwing. Yeah, yeah. backward passes Listen, that would have been fumbles. You know, and, and you nailed it again. I mean, who wants to see under five hundred in eighth place in the big tournament? Yeah, let alone the other one. 
I mean, it's yeah. all up. The first four days are about the little guy in upsets. Yes, of course. The fairly Dickinson. I don't want to see seven and eleven no. in league no, play. And ever. Yeah, who, no, ever. And those it. teams don't want to be there either. No. Right. Those no. disappointing seasons uh, for the Power Six. Okay, uh, you brought up the final four there because of Bobby Knight. I'm going to throw a couple of uh, door number one or door number twos at you right now in honor of you going, by the way, very jealous this week. You're going to be at Iowa Northwestern. Uh, So door (laughs) one, door number one here, we'll never see another Bobby Knight or door number two, we'll never see another college football game open with a total of 29 and a half. Well, that's a tough choice. Um, We'll never see another Bobby Knight. Although with Brian Ferentz out, that makes door number two unlikely. <laughs> yes, I, yes. I, I don't think. <laughs> but I, he can finish the season. But I don't think the era allows it. It won't. I, no. the, 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 no. How society is does not allow for the, the bully anymore. And I don't want to get too into it. We'll discuss it in the next. But society just doesn't allow that. Yep. It's, um, he would last eight well, hours today. You know, good point, Mike. Well, social media, though. The first time he, yeah. you know, gets after a kid, or yeah. maybe there's some contact. I mean, you know, Anybody the, the, the on toilet paper. Those students on campus. Sure. there's somebody with a phone. Everywhere. The toilet paper thing would have made it to yeah. social media when hey, he did he, the toilet he, paper. Here's all you need to know about Bobby Knight comparing him to other coaches today. I like to throw John Calipari out there as a comparison. Saw a tweet today. Keep this in mind about Bobby Knight. He won those three national titles, unbeaten season. Had what uh, a dynasty for at Indiana for decades. He had one NBA All Star, Isaiah Thomas. One NBA All Star. I get it. Players stayed for three, four years back then all the time. Calipari has how many All-Stars in the NBA and how many national titles? Landon Turner would have been an NBA All-Star if he doesn't get in that car accident, I think. He was he was probably the most valuable player of the 81 Final 81 Four. 81 team? They gave it to Isaiah. I would have given it to Landon Turner. All right, follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. In-pocket plays are up next, and we'll run, run some uh, next Raiders head coach odds past the maestro here on VEASAN. determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. All right. Let's do it. Right back to the uh, table here with Sheffield Wednesday against Bristol City Championship League. Cut the bike in half. We'll take a little Bristol City at home and the under two and a half. Sheffield Wednesday got a win. Bottom at the table last place on Sunday, but it was 2-0 against Rotherham, one of the worst teams in the Championship League. But again, they can't score. And uh, it was a Ms. Madness that they scored two goals in a match. (laughs) Under two and a half here. They're on the road. It is now, I think, five goals in their last 14 matches. In the comp 13 league matches. So they sit at the bottom of the table with six points. Bristol City and the under uh, this weekend. And lean under 49, 48 and a half yards longest field goal with the prop in the game tonight. Chargers lane one and a half. It's up to three and a half now. The Monday night game against the Jets. Falcons lane four. It is Hall for the Vikings. That's up to five and a half. It'll be Heineke for Atlanta. Bengals lane two against the Bills. Bills have uh, on an 0-4 ATS run. And uh, Roll Tide, lane three against LSU, coming up in a late game uh, Saturday night. Good luck. All right. right. Uh, I had a loser last night with uh, Joker, triple-double, plus 190. Only had three assists. I watched a lot of that game. I watched a lot of the the Bucs game last night. It wasn't either of those teams' nights. Bucs were horrible. They got blown out from the get-go against the Raptors. Same thing with the Nuggets. They were blown out of that game right away from the jump against the T-Wolves. And nobody can make a basket other than him. Maybe he gets the uh, triple-double, but it helps if the other guys can actually shoot. They couldn't last night. Nobody played well outside of him, so that was a loser. Uh, Tonight, I'm on Traylon Burks, over 24.5 receiving yards. Here are some of the wide receiver twos against Pittsburgh so far this year. Ayuk, week one. Yes, wide receiver two at the time. Debo was number one. Eight for 129 and two touchdowns. Uh, Wide receiver number two. Jacoby Myers, 7 for 85 in the Raiders game. What do you want to call Nico Collins, 1 or a 2? He had 7 for 168 and 2 touchdowns. In the game where Cooper Cup was shut down by the Steelers, they did everything they could to defend that guy. They allowed Puka Nakua, Mm -hmm. 
wide receiver number two to have eight for 154 yards. The Steelers are awful at defending wide receiver uh, wide receiver number twos. I'll go Burks over 24 and a half tonight with the receiving yards. Very good. All four major sports in action. No better time of year to be a sports better. And with our Sports Equinox special, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber now. Get everything we do through May 1st for $120 daily best bets. Unlimited access to the betting splits. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up now. Don't miss this limited time offer. I stayed at Circa this week. Number one power rated shower of my life. Ooh. I've said it before. It's got to be reiterated. It's worth taking a 30-minute shower here. Golden Gate, too. Those oh, this, sweets this place at Golden is Gate. unbelievable what they did yeah, here. He does an incredible job. Yeah. Yep, no doubt. The uh, uh, to me the only two things that really matter in a hotel room are the mattress and the water pressure. Yeah. Yes. I don't care about anything. I'm not on vacation <laughs> yeah, to right. stay in the yeah, room. Same yeah, here. right. I you want to take a nice there. shower and be able to sleep. There you go. Right. Right. That's yep. It. The water pressure and the heat. It yeah. stays the same once you find that perfect heat. It stays yeah. the same the entire time. It's uncanny. Yeah. yeah. You bring up a great point. If you go top five power rated showers, Foxwoods is on the list. But then I have to go Golden Gate and, and here at Circa. Yeah. I love I mean, the Golden the, Gate. Oh, it's great. Yeah. 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 Okay, so here you go. This is globally speaking now. You can find odds to be the next Raiders head coach. Jim Harbaugh is the shortest shot at 5-1. to one. Pass. Uh, scoff it. Ben Johnson, 7-1. to oh, one. By the way, what do you think is going to happen to Harbaugh? Anything? He's gonna, he, uh, well, he, other than and, signing and a lifetime years? contract in Michigan? how many years will anything come down on him? What oh, do you think four? Of, yeah. The, the, the I think with, the Big Ten will do something, though. You do, because these they other pushing, coaches they are, are outraged. Clamoring. They are outraged. They're clamoring. Yes, yeah. they are okay. pissed off. Yep. Yeah. But nothing's going to happen to this team. They're not going to no, make no, this team no, ineligible. No, no. Too much money at yes. stake. It's UNLV. No. I also heard that TV partners could step in and say, yeah. Nothing, yeah. you're not doing anything to this guy. We spend too much yeah. money. We need Michigan to be, uh, to be elite where they are right now. Uh, ben Johnson's going to be up for every imaginable NFL yeah. job. He'll, he'll have his pick. Does, would he want this job? Yeah. I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well, I, the, the drafts have been so bad. You've got to think about it. You're going to have to go get a quarterback at some point. Have to. But but they whiffed on these drafts, and, and so I think Ben Johnson will have his chance to pick a different team. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Frank Smith is eight to one. Dolphins DC. Uh, oh, OC. I'm sorry, Dolphins offensive coordinator. I had to mix up with another DC who's on the list. Go ahead. Dan Quinn's eight to one, nine to one. Jim Schwartz nine to one. He'll be a hot commodity. Yeah, Kellen Moore. Oh, oh no. no! Can't do that. No. It's not going. Yeah, I didn't think it'd be this this bad in San, in Los Angeles. Will Antonio Pierce get the job? He's twelve to one. Brian Flores is twelve to one, and you go down from there. Ken oh. Dorsey twelve to one. What are we doing here? What was Schwartz? Schwartz is uh, nine to one. Yeah, I'd, I'd take the Schwartz on that list. Yeah. Would I, you re, Would you reconsider Basaccia? No, no. I didn't consider him the first time. No. My Lincoln Riley angle. He's on there fourteen to one. How about the enemy? Uh, well, does he take the Washington job, though? I think Rivera's on borrowed time. There's a reason Bienemy doesn't get it. I, I don't know, but I mean, he's well, interviewed yeah, for there is job a reason. in the world. Yeah, there is right? a reason. I mean, so the, the Lincoln Riley's interesting. Yeah. Because he might want out there. No kidding. Right? I didn't sign I mean, up for this. Yes. I was going to dominate the Pac-12. I know, yeah. I'm going to hold up the league now. Well, he can't. Yeah. He, I think he's realizing he wasn't going to dominate the Pac-12 yeah. anyway. Yeah. Maybe. Well, he insists on bringing Grinch with him. Well, no kidding. Come Come on. On. That's your first mistake. Come on. Yeah. 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 No doubt. What, uh, you had an observation that you wanted to share before. Well, the- you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of the 30 for 30s, right? I think some of them, most of them are really well done. Some of them are incredible movies that stand on their own. They did one about that June 17th, 1994. Remember the OJ, well done. the NBA final, all the events that were happening concurrently. Right. Bob Knight won his second title. In the Spectrum in Philadelphia over Dean Smith in North Carolina on March 30th, 1981. I think you could make a 30 for 30 about that day. And, and the day is significant in history because that's the day that Hinckley shoots Ronald Reagan. It's very interesting. He had a speaking engagement at the Hilton in Washington, D.C. He's getting out to go back to the White House. Shots rain down. Four guys get shot. Of course, James Brady is wounded and, and it becomes disabled. His press secretary eventually dies in 2014. Reagan is near death when they get him to the hospital. The American public really didn't understand this, but they'd known there'd been a shooting and that Reagan was headed to the hospital. It was a surreal scene. 
the vice president was George H.W. Bush at the time, and he was in Texas on several speaking engagements. Alexander Haig, who was Secretary of the State at the White House, was trying to get messages to Bush, but unsuccessful. You need to get back to Washington. I think he went from Houston to Dallas to do another speaking engagement. Meanwhile, the press is at the White House, and Haig is saying, I'm in charge here. Well, he is not next in the line of succession. Bush isn't back yet. It's Speaker of the House Tip O'Neill. And then after that, Senate pro tem president, the segregationist Strom Thurmond, is next in line at that point. Eventually, they get message to Bush. Reagan is undergoing surgery. They're playing the third place game at this point at the Spectrum, okay? Which is the last time they ever played the third place mm. game. Um, that's going on underway. Reagan is unconscious still from surgery when they tip the national championship game. They decide not to delay it. The Oscars were also scheduled that night. With Johnny Carson hosting them, remember Jodie Foster's at the center of this. Hinckley was in love with Jodie Foster and was trying to impress her. That's why he shot Reagan. Oh. They postponed the Oscars to one night later, and Carson hosts on March 31st. But with the death of Bobby Knight, right, now all the key players from that day, Reagan died in 04, Bush 18, Alexander Haig, I'm in charge here, 2010. Tip O'Neill left us in 94. Strom Thurmond, 03. James Brady eventually died in 2014. Carson in 05. Dean Smith in 15. And Bobby Knight yesterday. The only one left, John Hankley Jr. Oh, come on. Is still this alive is nuts. And making music on a YouTube channel. It's absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> it is. Wow. Incredible research. The, 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 to go through the timeline of that day and everything that happened and how... You mean today, if, if a whiff of anything happened around a president, everything would get shut down. Remember, you're also in the midst of, of relations with the Soviet Union, and Reagan had come in, the Cold War, sure. and, he was gonna, and all of this stuff. They didn't know if this was a conspiracy. Was it a madman? Was it this KGB? Was it? So you have an incredible memory. Hmm? Did you, were you digging into this yesterday after Bobby Knight passed away and we got that news? Did you know that Hinckley was still alive? I didn't. I didn't know Hinckley was still alive. He's making music on a YouTube channel? Yeah. Remember, the Brady Law came into effect because he wanted to write a book and profit from it. And the Brady Law is you cannot profit from your crime. Eventually, that restriction was lifted like in 2018, and he could start doing stuff on his own. He had been doing stuff under a false name. He was in a mental hospital in Washington, D.C. for 35 years, and then they released him. I mean, he, the, technically, the verdict was not guilty by reason of mental insanity. The fact that he wanted to impress Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, who's still alive in 60, but she is still alive in this, in this whole deal. But that day in U.S. history and how it tied to the sports, I can't believe they, they played still, that national championship. The, the third know. place remember, game. They, remember, they played the NFL J games when JFK Rose got shot that Sunday, too. Ro no, yeah, and it stayed with Roselle till he, he yeah. Yeah, bothered him. Yeah. He knew he made the wrong mistake. call. Absolutely. Huge so did they have word at the Spectrum yet when they jumped it up they had for the third place game? before the tip-off. God, they played it the anyway. national championship game. Another thing that would never, ever happen. No. Great job today. Thank you. Hey. Hey, oh, no. strong. Oh. There you go. Paul Charchi right. coming up next. Player props on tonight's game game, and uh, Week 9 fantasy advice. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. DraftKings Sportsbook new customers can bet $5 and pocket 200 in bonus bets instantly. All customers get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Download the app, use promo code FOLLOW. Follow when you sign up. Great props for every sport and Thursday night football and the weekly props as well, which we go over every Friday on the show. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Good luck. Love Thursdays on the show. Every week at this time, Paul Charchian joins the program, Fantasy Football Hall of Famer. His website is guillotineleagues.com. They're still drafting right now if you want to be a part of it. And he also has his uh, weekly rankings up there for free. Uh, Charge, good morning. How are things? Well, I'm in Minnesota, so been better. <laughs> Lifelong Viking fan. And so here's the thing that casual Viking you know, observers may not realize. This was the first time right here. This moment, you know, the, the play before Kirk Cousins snapped his Achilles. This was as promising a moment as the Vikings had had in Kirk Cousins' entire tenure here because the defense was finally good and the offensive line was finally playing well. And then, and Kirk was at the top of his game. So even in this 13-win season last week, last year, we knew that it was a fraudulent 13 and the defense was so bad that the Vikings weren't going to do anything in the playoffs. But the schedule for the Vikings, the next six games, they were going to be favored in in all probability. They looked like they were going to make a big move. Everything was coming together. So the timing on this blow was very, very difficult. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't fully processed it yet. Mm. I'm really pondering a bet on them to make the playoffs at plus 255 in that range because I think Dobbs is going to be just fine when he takes over as a starting quarterback. He was just fine for Arizona. I mean, just if you just everything else in Arizona is awful, but he played functional football at the quarterback position, you know, with a terrible defense, no offensive line, uh, barely a running game, no James Conner. I mean, just look at all the things that were wrong around him. He's got the opportunity to come into Minnesota and at least keep the Vikings relevant. And again, schedule the rest of the way. Super, super favorable for Minnesota. Yep, totally agree. What do you make of uh, tonight's matchup? Will Levis start number two for him. Everything was great last week. Now the Steelers defense, right? National primetime game on the road. Probably going to be a little bit different for this guy. Is he startable in fantasy? Do you like anything about this tonight? Uh, Not really. You You know, I love the four touchdowns and everything. But if you look into this a little bit deeper, and honestly, I don't recommend that you do because you got to go watch Titans Falcons, and I, I don't think you should do that. Um, I mean, if you only saw the highlights, he looks like the next Montana. But if you look at all of his passes for Will Levis, yeah, you know, it, and even the touchdowns. So even the touchdowns that you saw, accuracy is a big problem for him right now, and it doesn't mean he won't be good. But I, I'm really worried right now. Even like two of De- DeAndre Hopkins' long touchdowns were on, on bad throws that DeAndre Hopkins had to battle and make major adjustments to go get. His fourth touchdown to Nick Westbrook-Ikina was beautiful. That was a great throw. Uh, but the totality of the work looks pretty iffy right here. And then there's and not the, and Pittsburgh's secondary is not great. So, I mean, there is some opportunity here. Um, this is the cornerback position is a disaster for them. But the other part of it is there's no way Will Levis can perform as well if he's not wearing throwback Oilers uniforms. There's no chance because you, you peaked out right there. Those were great uniforms, no doubt. What do I do, with the, what do, I do with the Pittsburgh offense, which is awful? Ugh. This, how is this team above 500? I don't know. I mean, how, you, know t- you know, other than TJ Watt, name me like a good player on that team. I mean, it is. I'm, sh- I'm shocked that they are where they are. They're averaging 14 points per game over the last month, including a six-point outing to Houston. Come yeah, on. Yeah. You know, the backfield is split between Harris and Warren, so those guys are unusable. The one guy I think you can go to war with, wouldn't feel pretty good about, is Deontay Johnson. He's had two games back from injured reserve. 
20 targets in the two games. Yeah. He hasn't scored because he never scores. Uh, Titans allowed the third most receptions and the fifth most yards to wide receivers. That's Deontay Johnson's game is all about receptions and yards, not touchdowns. So, you know, if you want your eight, nine receptions and you want 80 yards, Deontay Johnson's the one, the one guy from okay. the Steelers offense I'd try. Major changes here in Las Vegas. What do I do yeah. with, can I get, expect anything now uh, out of Adams and Jacobs now that McDaniels is out and it's a quarterback. Now I, he didn't look good when he got in there. But they're they're raving about how good O'Connell looks in practice. I don't know. What do you what do you think about the well, Ravens? They raved about him in the preseason too, and he yes. did. He looked good. The preseason games, he looked good. He got the one start earlier against the Chargers. Didn't look great, and but part of it was the passing was okay. Um, but he had three fumbles, and just the poise wasn't there. But he could easily look better in his his next game out for O'Connell. Um, what I do know is. The head coach, GM, and offensive coordinator just got fired because Devontae Adams wasn't getting the ball enough. So mm -hmm. th that's not going to – they're going to rectify that in a big way right here. Dude, this is going to be 10 targets to Devontae Adams, almost assuredly, and maybe the rest of the way out. I would consider buying low on Adams, even with big question marks at the quarterback position. I just We just need balls coming his way, and Adams can go be good again. And his value is as low as it's been in the last, I don't know, like six years. So let's buy right now. Yeah, I'll tell you what, like a play on Adams to lead the league in receiving yards this week, to your point, Charge, of uh, buying low on the guy, it's been a disaster for a month, right? I could, yeah. see, some, I could see him going off to that extent this week. I, I absolutely could, too. There's a, the squeaky wheel gets the grease if you're good enough, right? When elite players make a lot of noise and are slamming their helmet on the sideline, things happen. And that's the level that he's at. So, yeah, I, this yep. is... I mean, that's, a, that's a fascinating prop. I have no idea what that is, but I'd be interested in that prop. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Fantasy Football Hall of Famer Paul Charchi and our guest. His website is guillotineleagues.com. I'll raise my hand. I mean, I was going to war with Tony Pollard all the way back in June. Yep. I yep. had to drive to Arizona, Charge to make bets on him to an Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> I, th I thought the process was set up pretty well. Like, they were giving the ball a lot in the red zone. It's just the results yeah. have not been there. So how disappointed are you and Pollard this year in fantasy? Oh, it's been it's been really bad. So he went off the board in the early second round as the fifth running back off the board. Yep. He's currently the 20th highest scoring running back. And this is a guy who hasn't missed a game. So he's played all the games. And he's the 20th highest scoring running back. He hasn't scored since week one. Oy. Tony Pollard. He's pro football focuses 43rd ranked runner. And when you ask, OK, what's so different now that he was actually a better fantasy performer last year? in a split carry role with Zeke Elliott, right? Now he's dominating the carries, and he's worse. It's the lack of big plays, Mitch. Just four runs of over 15 yards, and he's ranked 28th in breakaway percentage. He hasn't been able to shake the big plays. Now, I'm a believer that it's probably coming. Maybe not this week against the Eagles, because Eagles' run defense is awesome. I think this might be a buy low opportunity. There's very few workhorse backs out there. He's one of the few that are there. This is another guy I'm interested in buying low at probably after this week. Again, don't not really interested in starting against the Eagles. After that, you'll have a very frustrated Tony Pollard owner to work with. Is anybody on Green Bay worth playing at all? Or are they just so bad Oof. that it's uh, this team is completely dead to you? Yeah, let's do the autopsy on this corpse. Uh, Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah is as bad as feared. Everything we didn't want to see is all materialized, deeply inaccurate, the slow processing. Nobody's starting Jordan Love anymore anyway. But let's talk about a couple guys you might be tempted to. Christian Watson. had the, He was awesome at the end of last year. The, here's the problem. He's the long bomb, straight vertical runner trying to catch passes from the quarterback with the worst passer rating on deep balls, Jordan Love, completing just 25% of his passes at 20 yards or more. That's terrible. He ranks 32nd in deep ball accuracy. Uh, so Christian Watson, dead to us. Romeo Dobbs, touchdowns in consecutive games, but he's getting barely any catches, barely any yards. Dobbs has been kept afloat really just on red zone targets in these touchdowns. His status, he's dying on the table, but he's not dead yet. We're not going to drop him, but we're going to monitor his heart rates at about four beats a minute. The runners are dead. Aaron Jones mm. and A.J. Dillon. Jones. Too many, he's had too many carries to get healthy on the hamstring, but not enough carries to do anything for fantasy. And A.J. Dillon just isn't good. So between the two of them, they're dead to us. 
And I'm not saying these guys aren't ever going to have another good game. I'm not saying none of these Packers, you know, can rebound in the second half of the season. But where they stand right now, we're totally out. Okay, 90 seconds left. And I don't know if it's sneaky any anymore because he continues to put up numbers. But Adam Thielen, and I'll be on his prop again Sunday, is he the only Carolina Panther worth starting? And do you continue to, to put Thielen in your lineup? Yeah, every week. Thielen has been fantastic. We uh, we actually talked about him in this show in the preseason. We were talking about how, you know, young rookie quarterback, you only got one guy to target uh, that you know is going to be there, the veteran hands, the leadership, all the stuff we loved about Thielen. And, but he's it. I mean, the, the running backs are a complete disaster. Chuba Hubbard, Miles Sanders. Sanders is three yards per carry, and he's lost the starting job. Hubbard is 3.9 yards per carry. He doesn't look good either. The offensive line's bad. And this week they get Indy. Uh, that's the last positive matchup on the entire schedule the rest of the way for the running backs for the Panthers. So really, it's just Thielen. I think you could drop everybody else. They're they're all they're all dead to us. Everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're still drafting the guillotineleagues.com, yeah? Yes. Uh, I believe we are 10 team leagues for this week. So you get to play for 10 more weeks and uh, see if you can be the last team standing in the guillotine format. Yeah, I somehow survived all three of my remaining leagues last week. I have no idea how that happened. but Nicely done. It's the Nicely. best sweat in fantasy, as I say, every single week. Thanks, Charge. Enjoy the week. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Well done, sir. There you go. If you miss any of our program today, and it was a doozy, I'll give it like a 94 and a half. Oh, that high? Easy to dance to. Search Thanks. Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for the candy. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.